Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Happy Tuesday, everybody here on the Southside Beat. My name is Chris Halleck, kicking things off. Uh, welcome. <laughs> Corey will be here soon. He's uh, working on the Southside today. Uh, obviously, the Steelers are back at practice with it being a Saturday game uh, yet again. Um, there will be um, – everything's uh, up a day. So today is Tuesday, but it feels a lot like a, like a Wednesday uh, for everybody who – uh, covers the NFL. Um, everybody, it's going to feel like a Wednesday for everybody. Um, practice today, tomorrow, and Thursday, uh, and then uh, off day Friday, or at least for media covering the team, um, and then uh, game on Saturday yet again. Everybody get excited, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy! All right. So we got some things to talk about today. Now we hit a, a lot of stuff um, yesterday and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Questionable res Corey uh, today. Hot spot Corey. Uh, last few times he's been on his hotspot. It's been pretty good. Been, been pretty good there. Um, and yeah, I, I'm seeing this in the comments. Uh, uh, DK uh, tweeted it out earlier. Um, yeah. No Ramon uh, show until Thursday. That's when they're coming back. Uh, not sure of the reason. I'm sure the holidays probably are, you know, playing some sort of role in there. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I know for me, like my kids are on a winter break. Uh, so they're both in their respective rooms right now, hoping, hoping that they keep it quiet. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's fun. Hey, and, and this is kind of a good thing. Matt says, you know, listen, I'm looking forward to the end of the season and the draft. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much where we're at. Um, because one thing I was going to kind of want to talk about today was how do we kind of approach these final three games, you know, uh, and that includes how the team approaches the final three games. Now, obviously there's going to be some debate there. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to say, listen, the Steelers just need to lose out, go seven and 10, bite the bullet and put yourself in the best position possible in the draft. Um, and long-term, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. 
Um, there is some residual effects to doing that. You know, if your coach walks into the room and then Teresa's saying it, tank. Um, yeah, appreciate it, Mark. I, I like the terrible towel too. I have a few different like themed ones. Uh, that's one of them. That's probably one of my favorite ones. Um, but, uh, yeah, Phil says seven and 10 plays all one for Christmas as a new coaching staff. You know, the whole like losing out thing and getting yourself in the best position for the draft, you know, that, that at this point in the season, it, it's, I wouldn't say it's the worst idea, but there are residual effects to doing that. When your coach walks into a room for a team meeting and said, and, and gives off any kind of vibe that you are not trying to win football games. That's a, that's a culture killer, right? And listen, we have been openly critical about the Steelers culture right now. It's under, I mean, it is open to full scrutiny, to full criticism. Um, not taking anything away from that. There is definitely cracks in the foundation when it comes to the way this team's culture, uh, or at least just the, the form that it's in right now. But I think that that truly is the final nail in the coffin. As soon as you give off the vibe to any players that winning is not your number one priority, that that's that's it. That that's over. I, that's when you do have to say no ifs, ands, or buts. It's time for Mike Tomlin to go. Like that. That's the end of it. Um, you know, last year when when the Steelers were it was kind of the opposite and they turned things around. You know, they started off two and six and then they went on that run and finished nine and eight. Um, and there were still some people saying, you know, tank, put yourself in the best position for the draft possible. You know, I think what you did or what the team did in that stretch was it, it, it helped with the culture. It helped. And, and, and culture does translate to the field. And I think that the only way that you can really try to salvage anything, because regardless of what happens with the coaching staff, with the offensive coordinator, with the draft, with free agency, anything like that, there is just there are going to be a number of players that are on this roster now that are going to be there next year, right? Um, and uh, Teresa, I, I get it. These are all like, where did that get us? Like, I, I get it. Like, and, and I think one big residual effect and mistake there from Mike Tomlin was keeping Matt Canada employed. Um, that really, I mean, the offense was never going to, again, ceiling was right here. You know, when, when you talk about potential with the talent that you have, you know, you could talk about what they could do, but the scheme under Matt Canada and the system was it wasn't going to let you get above above there. You you had a low ceiling with this offense with this offensive coordinator, and that's just the way Mike Tomlin's operated. You know, since he's been coached, the only time the offense has really ever been explosive was whenever they developed it into what it became. Whenever the killer bees were there, when Ben was at the best that he uh, ever was, you know, in terms of you know putting up stats and, and things like that. When you had Antonio Brown go from a sixth round pick into, you know, superstar wide receiver, best wide receiver in the league. When you had Le'Veon Bell go from second round pick to arguably best running back in the league. And you had weapons galore and you pretty much had no choice but to let the offense be explosive. But 
when you have a defensive minded head coach, you're okay with the offense doing just enough while the defense is really the heart and soul of the team. And that is just where that, that that's, and what happens now when you, when you settle for what the Steelers have on offense in today's NFL, you could get away with that 10 years ago, but today in today's NFL, there's so much focus on offense, so much focus on, and, and offenses are, are harder to defend than they ever have been. Uh, because of size, of speed, of of concepts, of um, a, a number of different variables, and uh, it's uh, <laughs> Rick says low ceiling, bottomless floor. I mean, listen, and, and you know, everything going wrong, everything that could have this really is like Murphy's law. Everything that could have gone could have gone wrong went wrong, like every, like just about. I mean, other than like catastrophic injuries on offense it, it, it went it went wrong um and it is getting to the point now where players are are getting um they're getting openly frustrated and that in my opinion with no true leadership on the offensive side of the ball you still have some on the defensive side of the ball with minka with tj with cam those guys but there's no guy on the offensive side of the ball that I can definitely look at and say that guy is, is a leader. I would like to think Najee can be one. I would like to think Pat Fryermuth can be one. Um, but there's no guy that I can look at and say he knows the Steelers way. And and I hate I hate to kind of go back to to that. But when you're talking about when you're talking about how to get out of this and how to attack the final three games, if I'm a player in that locker room, it's let's do everything we can to salvage this season, regardless of how it plays out in wins and losses. Let's play our let's put our own issues aside because we know it's almost over. And let's try to come together and really try to become a more cohesive unit, even though we're probably going to be under a new system next year with a new offensive coordinator, so on and so forth. Do everything you can to be a cohesive unit going into that. Um, and uh, I, I, mentoring men says, how do we build leadership? Do we hire it in better coaches? That's part of it. I I, I do believe coaching staff. Uh, I, I do believe a, a better coaching staff, or at least you know, at least a better offensive coordinator helps with that. You know, helps coordinate. You know, coaches to to, to coach better details. Uh, and that's like episode of the, you know, t title of the, today's episode, all in the details. Cause Deontay Johnson, when he talked to the media this morning, I, it, it's funny because that's what my chalk talk was about. And then Deontay talks and he's like, he's openly critical of details being all over the place. They are, it's terrible. Um, it's bad. Um, is it Chris? I heard uh, Ben Roethlisberger say Pat doesn't have that in him to be a vocal leader. Also heard Narji talks big then slides in the background. No offensive leader. Uh, Pat, Pat, I, I can, I can, from having the conversations that I've had with Pat and, and talking with him, that he's also kind of a softer spoken guy. You know, probably not as soft spoken as Deontay, but you do have some guys that are like that on, on that side of the ball. And Pat and Deontay are two really good examples of it that have tried to kind of step up into leadership roles. And it's just, it's not their forte. Like they, they're willing to do it, but they're not natural born leaders. It's not, it doesn't, 
it's not second nature to them. Um, Teresa says better coaches who are better at spotting true leadership. I think Najee could be that guy. And and there's, there's a lot of criticism with Najee. B Phil says, I'm sure Najee could be that guy, but he isn't, he isn't, isn't even the best running back. I'm not going to go up and down with the whole Najee Jalen thing. Again, I'm just not now. Najee had a terrible game against the Colts. I'm not denying that. I'm not looking for excuses or anything. I'm not, or I'm not making excuses. I should say uh, Najee had a terrible game against the Colts uh, missed some wide open holes. Uh, no idea what's going on there, but uh, <laughs> I don't think Najee or anybody on this offense really is being used to their full potential. Um, I, I don't, I think this is a terribly coached uh, system, uh, which is why you haven't seen anybody grow. And you've really even seen some players regress. Um. I, 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 yeah, it's, 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 it's bad, man. It's, it's bad. It's in a bad situation. And that's why I'm saying like, yeah, you could go ahead and tank, but that's just kind of, you know, it's like when you're like, at least for me, I'm just going to go like personal parallel here. It's like whenever I've been playing a hockey game and I'm, my team's getting absolutely just demolished. We're losing like nine to two or whatever, which just happened before. Doesn't, doesn't happen that often, but it's happened. We're losing like nine to two. And it's just like, why even? Why even bother? For me, I'm going out there. I'm still playing like it's a 3-3 game, and we're trying to get the game, you know, the go-ahead score. That's that's just the way I play. That's not, that's my mentality. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go down swinging. And that's how I'd like to see this team respond. Okay, if you're going to go down, if the, if the, if the ship is going to sink, it's going to sink. You know, it, it's like being on the Titanic knowing, okay, well, this this pretty soon this ship is going to be at the bottom of the ocean floor. Now you could just kind of give in. You could just be like lay there and let the, you know, just sink with the ship, whatever. Or you can try to save as many lives as possible. And that, that even includes your own, you know, try to, try to, you know, salvage what you can, you know, and I, and I think, and that's business has, you know, asks, have they given up? When you look at the effort on the field, I mean, that's a legitimate question. I can't answer that question for you. I wish I could. Um, but when you look at the effort on the field, man, like it's, it's, this is a demoralized football team right now. They're, they're just demoralized. They aren't doing anything right. Their details are all over the place. Um, the route running sloppy pass protection still can't be figured out. Um, it's yeah. And Jim, Jim says it here. It'll show the character of the players. And I, 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 that's why I'm saying like, I think this team is, could very realistically be seven and 10 even if they play with a fire lit under their butts in the final three games of the season, that's honestly the best case scenario. This team goes out there and they fight for 60 minutes and they just lose. I'm good cause that's losing for a good cause, but at least it's losing the right way. You know, you know, as a parent, you know, that that's something that I, you know, my, my son, is very, very, very competitive. Maybe even more competitive than I am. I mean, that's saying something because I'm a pretty competitive person. I don't like losing. My son really does not like losing. And so I've got to tell him, like, listen, there is a you're going to lose games. You're going to lose them. There's a right way to lose. And that's what this team, that, that's what you want to see with this team. You have to find the right way to lose here. Losing the way they've lost to the Cardinals, to the Patriots, to the Colts, 
That's the wrong way to lose. You're sloppy all over the place. No urgency, no fire, no fight. It's just, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's you're not losing the right way. You're just, you're throwing in the towel before the game's even halfway over. Can't do it, man. That, that can't happen. You go out there, you fight, you play hard, uh, and you still end up losing. There, there's honor in that, especially at this point where you, you kind of know, you know, the, the writing's on the wall. This team isn't going anywhere. Even if they were, to, again, hypothetically, they were to go out there, they were to win, went out, finished 10 and seven and luck, luck their way into a, into a seven seed or something like that. They're not going anywhere. This team, it's not going anywhere. So, but you want to play to try to, to try to do that. That's what I want to see from this team. That's, I think the right way to go about it is do exactly that. Fight like you are still trying to make the playoffs. And as soon as you're mathematically eliminated, you still salvage what you can. You don't let that fate dictate how you play. You still play hard. That's what you got to do. Um, that's what I think they need to do. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Perfect timing. Because joining me here on the Southside Beat is Mr. Corey Christen. Hello. And the very, very well lit <laughs> UPMC Ruining Sport Complex. <laughs> let's rest the, the laptop on a Gatorade cooler and see if that works. There's a little light like back there that I'm trying to reef off of. Hello. <laughs> What's up, Corey? How are things on the south side today, man? Is it as dark? Is the mood as dark as the room you're in right now? Um, did you hear what George Pickens said? I did not. Fill did you read in. what George Pickens said? I you know what? See- I'll tell you what, Chris. You and those that are listening. If you have your phone accessible, why don't you go to the feed on DKPittsburghSports.com? I did not see that yet. And All right. It's there. I, I'm, There's a lot I'm of it there. Pulling it up right now. Hold on a second. George Hold Pickens on. was asked about the play that you would expect him to be asked about. Mm-hmm. The, why the don't effort, you go ahead and... Uh, the effort we've been talking about. Um, why don't you go ahead and just read what he said? Okay. Quote, I was trying to prevent the Tank Dell situation. Same thing happened to Tank Dell. I didn't want to get injured. If you stay in and block somebody, you can get run up on very easily. Oh, my God. Scroll down. <laughs> Follow up questioning this effort. They don't play football. They do what y'all do. This is live uh, reaction right here. Like this I is said, like, this, like I said, this everybody is to a reaction video. Yeah. Like I said, everybody uh, that's got opinions are all media selfish guys. None of them play football. Well, all right. <laughs> when we're talking about culture, which is what we've a lot of what we've been talking about. <laughs> um, 
I'm I'm with Monongahela Mike after that. S H I T. Stuff. That that one's um that one's if I'm if I'm Omar Khan, I'm open to trade talks in the offseason. That's that 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 is a I, that is a perfect situation of I don't care how talented you are. I don't care how much of a freakish athlete you are. Um, that that's unacceptable. That is unacceptable. And 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 listen, I I didn't play football above high school level, so I'm not going to try to pretend that I understand anything about playing football at the NFL level. I don't. I didn't even play in college. But that is unexcited. I don't have to be a, a former NFL player to hear that and think that is just absolute horse manure. Well, in fact, George Pickens said as much today, too. I don't have anything to add. I, I really don't have anything to add. I think the words speak for themselves. I really do. What I would all honestly rather focus on in a, in a more positive way is Mason Rudolph. And, and I know that you know, what I've said about Mason Rudolph in weeks past, I still stand by every word of it, that he's not mm-hmm. the second coming of Joe Montana. No, no. But, <laughs> but there's a feel-good component to this on Mason's side. Now, yeah, you'll read later on DKPittsburghSports.com. Let's not pretend that this is Mike Tomlin saying we have full confidence in Mason. He's our guy. He's the one that's going to take us to the promised land because that's not what this is. This is Mitch is playing so bad and Kenny's banged up that – this is what we're down to. We have to give this a shot to save the season. That's what this is. But for Mason Rudolph, this is an opportunity for him. This is a chance for him. This is for the first time in a long time for him. And in that spectrum, you know, I asked him today, I said, is there any pressure to perform on Saturday? Because Mike Tomlin talked on Monday about the need to score more points. And the need to, you can't score 12, 14, 16 points in December and win football games. And I asked Mason, I'm like, is there pressure to do that? And he said, no, not really. Like, we know we have to score. We know we have to do better. And, and you know, it's it's my chance, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, to do this. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was later asked, like, do you feel this is a chance to, like, show the NFL what you could do? And he just reiterated, like, he said, and I'm, and I'm getting paraphrasing, like, this is the first time he smiled in a while because he's preparing as a starter. He has a mm-hmm. chance. And yeah, you can, you can laugh a little bit. You, you know, you can, Mar- Barbara, you can laugh a little bit about Mason, about the concept of him starting, which is laughable. But, you know, th- this really does bring the human element down to it. Um, yeah. This is a chance for Mason Rudolph to do something. And he hasn't been given this shot in a very long time. So I found that human side of it very interesting today. Um, Kenny Pickett did re- return to practice today. Mm-hmm. Um, Injury report hasn't come out yet, so I can't say in what frequency, but he I can't say he was back at practice today. So, you know, Mike Tomlin left the door open for Kenny Pickett. And if Kenny Pickett's healthy enough, or at least they feel he's healthy enough, he's probably going to play. So it, we got a long week ahead of us still. There's, I mean, today I got on at 15. I was worried I wasn't going to get on the show today. There's <laughs> so much that's going on over here today. Yeah. Um, there's a lot happening right now, and I think the injury report's going to dictate a lot of what we could see on Saturday. I, I really do. And, you know, you're going to expect what you pretty much are expecting on the first injury report of the week mm-hmm. um, as far as, like, the rest guys and, and the, the guys that took things lighter. But, you know, this is going to be a really interesting week from that perspective. But that's that's where they're at right now. Again, what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks about 
the the absolute you know chaotic state of affairs that this team is in um and now this is what they're down to so they have to figure out a way they have to find a way to find a way right and yeah. i looked up the the amount of teams that are starting third string quarterbacks it's more than you think actually um or oh, that yeah. have started three quarterbacks this season it's more than you think actually quarterback depth has like, been a huge thing around the nfl this year huge. and it's not like and it's not like the Steelers are in a position where, you know, they're bringing Joe Flacco off the couch or they're bringing in, you know, whoever off the street. Like Mason at least has been here. So, you know, that's a little bit something. Darren, is Eric Rose starting at safety? I can't disclose that information. I can't disclose that. You'd have to have somebody say it on, on record if somebody was taking first team reps or something like that. Correct. I can't I can't disclose that information. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's where we're at. Um George Pickens said what he said, and you can read it on the feed on DKPittsburghSports.com. Uh, Mason Rudolph, in a brighter sense, I have to put that on the feed still. I literally uploaded things to YouTube and got here so I could yeah. give a little bit of input to this show today. Um, still a long afternoon to go on the south side, but you'll read a column I'll have on DKPittsburghSports.com. And I, I tried to be nice about this, but this quarterback situation is a lose-lose situation for the Steelers. It just yeah. is. And with Kenny's health, you factor in Kenny's health as well. It's a lose-lose, parentheses-lose situation. So you'll read more about that later. Yeah, it's uh, because, I mean, if, if Mason Rudolph is, is starting, obviously, you know, that means Kenny's not. And and really what you need at this point, regardless of what transpires next season, what, you know, who who is hired as offensive coordinator, how the Steelers approach free agency or the draft, uh, you know, when it comes to the quarterback position, you still need as much tape, as much film as you can get on Kenny. Um, if there's any hope for anything, you need to see it. And I, honestly, I think a situation like this is probably the best time you, most opportune time you want to see Kenny play. Is because you want to see, okay, this this team is at rock bottom right now. And if there's another level of rock bottom, they might even get to that. But this uh, things could not be worse. Like as we sit right now, things could not be worse for how this team is playing. You need, okay. How does, how does Kenny, we, we talked about it earlier at the beginning of the show. How do, how do the players respond? How does Kenny respond to that? How does he elevate his game? How can he elevate, elevate his game regardless of all of the other variables, regardless of George Pickens's terrible effort. Uh, regardless of the uh, of how the system handicaps him, um, you know, regardless of any of that stuff, how can he elevate his game? Because if you can see stuff like that, maybe the Steelers go, you know what? Maybe we don't need to. Maybe a, maybe we do need to give Kenny a, a legitimate chance under another coordinator and see what he can do under a, a under a, a guy who understands how to coach and coordinate an offense in 2024. You know. <laughs> Uh, I will say Tombstone pile driver. There you go, Darren. Uh, a wrestling. If I could give the Steelers season a wrestling reference, a wrestling finisher name, it's the Tombstone pile driver. One, two, three, done. I got the, one. The, the the Steelers are the Undertaker's WrestleMania opponent every year. That's not Brock Lesnar. That's what they are. There's your wrestling reference for the day. Uh, my wrestling reference. Uh, my my finisher move is uh, is just uh, go to sleep. The GCS. That's what I want. RKO, I just it's an RKO just, out of nowhere. I, I just want to go to sleep. Just go to sleep. 
That's what I want to do. Season long casket match. Oh God, we're gonna start talking pro wrestling here. Uh, Be Phil, yes, Be Phil and I are on the same page. Just go to sleep. So would Phil. So would Phil be coincidentally interesting. Interesting, you say that. Isn't his real name Phil Brooks? Oh yeah. Is it it Punk's real name Phil? Are you are you CM Punk? No, Phil? Hello. I don't think you, I don't think CM Punk would have an anything anything uh, other than Chicago in his uh, profile picture. Hey, we don't know. We don't. He could be a Steeler fan. We don't know. He's not. Um, He's definitely not a Steeler yeah. fan. <laughs> uh, it would be an RKO out of nowhere. It would be. Um, I a, t- that, a tag that's team. A... I always liked. I always you. Do you have like a mid wrestler or a mid tag team that you like? Mine's the Good Brothers, Anderson and Gallows. I like mm. Anderson and Gallows, and, and the Magic Killer is a great finisher for me so it could be a magic killer as well yeah that's uh, get, get this back to football a little bit uh that's bad actually like well, you, you, t- you took the question away um darren, that, darren here's the thing though tony khan's winning down in jacksonville uh that's bad asks uh should tomlin and kenny's future be tied together that's that's not out of the question because there might be okay for example if Art Rooney does decide somehow to part ways with Mike Tomlin, however that would transpire, whether that be a firing, whether that be a trade, however that would be, whoever would step in might want to choose their own quarterback. They might say, I want nothing to do with Kenny Pickett. Um, if if Mike Tomlin comes in, or if Mike Tomlin remains the coach next season, which I think if you're playing the percentages, that's a pretty good chance. Um uh, but if the new offensive coordinator comes in and he says, listen, I, I, I don't, Kenny would not fit my system. I don't, we don't have time to try to teach this guy a new system. We got to get a new guy. Then, you know, that might be it. So it, it could be tied together. I don't think necessarily, I, I think, I think there's still a bit of a, I don't, I don't know. It, it's a difficult question to answer right now because it, they could be tied together. I don't know. I, I it don't depends on the coordinator they hire. I think. Yeah. I think it, it, I think it completely depends on the coordinator they hire. If yeah, they I think hire, it's more tied to that this, than it is the coach. And sure. we talked about this yesterday. If they go out and get an offensive coordinator, that first off, it, it depends on who they're interviewing for this. Because in the interview, like Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney could literally say, "We have Kenny Pickett. We want you to use Kenny Pickett. We want you to get the best out of Kenny Pickett. How do you do that?" Yeah. And they could say. Well, I'm thinking we do this, or what about the draft? And if Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney don't want to go to the direction of the draft, then we're all, by the way, assuming that this is going to include Mike Tomlin this offseason. I mean, mm-hmm. right now, as we sit here in, in with the week before Christmas, we don't know what the offseason is going to bring. Mike Tomlin is mm-hmm. assuming to be finishing this contract out, but we don't truly know anything right now. So... Mm-hmm. If we're if we're for the sake of conversation, say Mike Tomlin's going to have one more year here before that contract runs out, then do they hire a coordinator that is eager to get the best out of Kenny Pickett, or do they hire a coordinator that says, "Well, I really like this Jaden Daniels kid. I want to give him a shot. I want to give him a look. Maybe we should scout him a little harder." Yeah. It depends on what that new coordinator wants to do. So, Mike Tomlin and Kenny Pickett being tied together, so to speak, I agree. I don't think that's necessarily the case, but I could see it either way where they are tied together or they are not tied together. Yeah, I, I do think it is uh, more tied to who the new offensive coordinator is, but then that fall also falls under the umbrella of whether Mike Tomlin's the head coach next year or not. Um, yep. Like I said, you're playing the percentages. I, I would, I would, if you were a, 
if you're betting, I would bet on Mike Tomlin being the coach next year um, just because he's under contract. The Roonies don't fire coaches. Um, yeah, I, but I mean, at this point, I mean, shoot, if, if this team does end up losing six in a row to, to end the season, if they go from seven and four to finishing seven and ten, maybe that's enough for Art Rooney to be like, and, and and not just along with the results, but with the way everything else is crumbling, how the culture seems to be crumbling, that might be enough for Art to say, clean slate. Let, let, Still let's, MX asks, uh, why didn't anyone ask Tomlin about calling timeouts at the end of the game? Because they were down 30 to 13 and that didn't matter. Or they were down 27, 13. That didn't matter. No. Like that's a moot point by this stage. And if Mason Rudolph gets put in with two minutes to go, that's a moot point. Uh, I yeah. mean, un- until he gets named the starter the day, you know, two days after. But then, I mean, but it, t- anyway. it turns out that Tomlin put Mason in to help knock some of the rest off with what, with what he could. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tomlin at that point was kind of already over Mitch. It was just like he might as well just put Mason in and be like, let me try to get as much rust knocked off in case he's got to be my starter next week if, if Kenny can't go. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we are uh, we're on to Wednesday, coordinator Wednesday tomorrow. Uh, Chris, thank you for taking the ball today and running with it. No, no problem, uh, man. Like, I did my I just, best to block as best as I can for you today. Um, I cannot believe George Pickens said that. That That is unreal. Money is fine. But he is fine. Mr. Malvo, thank you for joining. New appreciate members, it. Appreciate you. Yeah, welcome. That means a lot. Thank you. Welcome. And welcome to all new members and welcome to all current members. We appreciate you here on the Southside Beat. A bit of a, a bridge show for me, but uh, this has been a heck of a day over here. Uh, obviously, if you want to read more of what George Pickens had to say, you can go to our feed, dkpittsburghsports.com. Uh, it's all there for you in audio form. I was in the uh, podium room with Mason Rudolph while he said that, so... Um, a generous uh, fellow beat member over here was able to help us out. So um, that's what happens. Sometimes you share things and the word gets out and it would be on there one way or another. So, all right, we're on to Wednesday. We'll hear from Terrell Austin and uh, Eddie Faulkner tomorrow. Yep. He's Chris Halleck and I'm Corey Chris and I got to get out of here. Yep. This has been the South side beat. Thanks everybody. Cheers. <laughs>